All right, Laura, Laura, start the podcast. How are you? I am good, Rich. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I just did my podcast with uh, Nina, um, the Fascinated by Ghost one, and we done two episodes on right. on um, Scotland and fucking the most place, haunted places in Scotland. Fuck me. There's a lot of haunted places in Scotland, Laura. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I think we've got more castles here than pretty much anywhere else in the entire world, and every one of them has at least one ghost. So, where, yeah, we're very haunted. Do you, what would you, do you, do you have one place, because every time I tried to search, right, the most haunted place in Scotland, I couldn't get one. It was like a whole list of places. Do you have an idea of like a place that you think is known as the most haunted place in Scotland? When you go, well, just Glasgow, um, you can often hear stories about the necropolis and stuff like that. And that's one of the most haunted places around about Glasgow. But in Scotland, again, you think about it, it's just a list. There's a list of everywhere because almost everywhere has a, a ghost story. So I can't tell you what the most haunted place in Scotland is. Just Scotland is general, in general is haunted. Yeah, there was, it's, 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 there's just so much history in Scotland. So when you have the ghost story, there's just loads and loads of history that goes with the ghost story. And my favourite one mm. was the Severed Heads. Right. Edinburgh. Right, let's just go with Edinburgh in general as, as the most haunted place in Scotland. Yeah. Because you've got like the old city, the dungeons, the castle. We'll just, we'll just call Edinburgh a beat as the most haunted place in general because you can actually go on ghost tours and stuff like that in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Have you got a good ghost story for me from Edinburgh? Uh, I've got some drunken stories from Edinburgh, but no ghost <laughs> stories. No, never seen a ghost in Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you've got drunk stories from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> um, stories from most places, but that's for a different podcast. So listen, right? We we had like a couple of weeks. We've been busy. Laura's been busy. I've been busy. Um, but we're back and. The, the really disappointing thing is Laura is doing a shit job at watching horror movies, guys. I am so sorry. You don't need um, to be sorry. Yes, I've let the side down. <laughs> I am a terrible, terrible horror movie fan. I should have my horror movie fan license revoked. I know. <laughs> terrible. She's been, <laughs> but you've been watching horror games instead, which I think can be like worth a, a chat about. Well, the one that stuck with me recently was Poppy Playtime, and it was because Chapter 3 dropped, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I watched... God, when did I watch the original? Chapter 1 came out, like, two, three years ago, something like that, and it was a really good, like, wee first-person, creepy, what's going to happen, did that thing in the corner just move, oh, my God, it did, now it's following me game, like, that kind of situation. Yeah. Um... The second one had a slightly better antagonist. So the first one was Huggy Wuggy. The second one was Huggy Wuggy. Mama Long Legs. Huggy Wuggy. Yeah, Huggy Wuggy. <laughs> Huggy Wuggy. Yep. And then Mama Long Legs was the antagonist in the second one. And then the thing stalking you in the third one is called Catnap. And that was just creepy. Yeah. It was so creepy. It was just this big grinning cat that just stalked you everywhere. So it's quite good. Have you seen? Or played Poppy Playtime at all? I think I've seen it, um, but I th- it, I think it it doesn't. Even though I f- I find it fun, I don't think it does enough for me. Does that make sense? Like I, I don't get enough out of it. I get that. Yeah. It's not 
yeah, it's just it doesn't take you there. No, I get that. There's something missing from it. But there's certain people that that is perfect for them. Like they love that type of thing, and that's you know that's fair to them, man. Do you know what? I I don't think I would play it myself, but I'll certainly watch it. I watched a good uh, horror game um, called Nightbook. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. No. So, even though it's like a game. You remember like the Telltale games where you make choices, like Wolf, like um, the Wolf Among Us and stuff. Yeah, those were brilliant. Yeah, I like the Telltale games. So Nightbook is just like that, but instead of it being like drawn or cartoon or graphic, it's it's actually filmed with people. So it's like a it's like a tell your own story type of thing where you make your own choices. Okay. And um, it's actually really good. Like I've really enjoyed Nightbook. Nightbook was about like um, this. French lady who's trying to get a job as a translator um, and she's um, got a husband who lives abro- lives somewhere else and is always like working or whatever. And um, she ends up doing this kind of um, job f- uh, where she's got to translate um, and they're talking about a book and um, wanting this book. And there's a bit of a kind of creepy law behind the book. And then creepy shit starts happening in her house as she's trying to translate and, you know, help with Ooh. this. Um, I won't spoil it because I think it's worth a watch. Like, it's only like, I don't know, 40, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. It's quite a quick game to play or to watch. Um, but I recommend it. Nightbook. It's, it's good. It's good fun. It's all set on a, it's all set on a laptop. So it's all set on the laptop. So you're watching a laptop screen the whole time. <coughs> oh. That's quite different. I've seen a couple of games kind of do that, like a take on that where you're watching the laptop and things are happening through it. So I've seen a couple like that. No, Nightbook, I'll check that out. Thanks for the recommendation. That sounds like quite a good watch. You're welcome, my friend. You're welcome. All right. So, all right. You've seen three movies, you said, since we last spoke. That are horror. Yes, horror movies. Yes, I did. I've seen... Okay, yeah, I'll put that down as a horror. One, um, two... Uh, three. I've seen three as well. You've been me stuck for only watching three. I know. I've realised that I've watched a lot of movies that are like. So I watched like Blackberry and Dumb Money um, last week, which are like based on true stories of obviously the, the story of the Blackberry. The is quite a fascinating story, and I watched Dumb Money, mm-hmm. which was about the shares, some share thing that happened uh, during the lockdown, where this kind of geeky YouTube guy got all these people to like buy shares in this shit company and then the shares rocketed through the through the roof and they all became like millionaires and it's a true story it's fucking mad madness oh why couldn't they have offered us some some dodgy shares at the beginning of the lockdown i know me too. me too that's what i was thinking all right who wants to go first you and me bruv right um, I think we may have watched one that was the same. Ooh. So if you if you're planning to cover so ten or so X, whatever we're calling it, I watched that as well. I'll tell you what, you you start off with so X then, then we can talk about that together. Okay. So well, I didn't realise I didn't know much about So X going into it. I I really just knew it was a new Saw movie. So I was wondering how they were going to bring Jigsaw back mm. considering they'd been dead for yeah. years but then they answered that quite quickly when I realised that it was kind of set in between the was it first and second or the second and third yeah something like that in? I can't remember it, yeah, but it's set between two movies it could be the second and third yeah so I thought that was great because it allows you to bring Tobin Bell back because it just wasn't a saw without Jigsaw yeah 
Um, speaking about him, like, I did not realise he was 81. That's am- Is he 81? It, Tobin Bell is 81, yeah. Because, like, I was amazing. looking at him and I'm like, have they, have they, like, made him look ill for this part? See, he looks so much yeah. like, older. Is that yeah. makeup? he does. No, I, I, then I realised it's been, like, 20 years since he played Jigsaw, so, wow. yeah, he's just older. Bless him. Um, Respect him. Really, I really like, like the idea of it, right? I'm getting excited and I'm getting ahead of myself, so... We'll talk about the basic story anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just after John Kramer has been diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah. And he's looking for some kind of help. I really, trying to... I really enjoyed this part. Like the start of the movie, I really enjoyed. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that that storyline. I thought it was quite cool. I thought it was really, really humanising because he's trying to do anything he can to save himself yeah. and unfortunately becomes the victim of a scam group. Yeah. Um, like he puts himself through hell just to give himself some extra time. He goes to Mexico, goes to this dodgy place in Mexico, and he gets operated on, and then it turns out they've never done anything for him in the first place, and he's still dying. That, like, the loss of hope that he had to go through, that was heartbreaking. So I really felt for John Kramer in that moment. Yeah, it was was impressive. Yeah, it was... It's not every day you watch a movie and you look at someone who's, well, technically a serial killer, and go, oh, poor guy. Yeah. That was well done. I liked that. I liked the humanising aspect to that, just showing you that, yeah, he was desperate and he was trying his best to just survive. And, of course, you fuck with John Kramer and he's going to put you in some kind of machine that's going to make you hurt yourself. <laughs> Speaking of which, what did you think of the traps? Uh, yeah, the traps were okay. I, the thing with Saw, I just it's the, it's the same thing over and over again, but it's just like, oh, here's a new trap. So, like... The trap part of Saw doesn't do it for me. And I, that's probably a lot of the reason why a lot of people like Saw and watch Saw. Um, but, like, for me, like, the best... I really enjoyed the start of the movie because it's like, oh, my God, this is a great little um, side story as such or storyline about him and kind of gives me... Yeah, I just got very invested and I thought, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, I'd want to fucking kill some motherfuckers if they'd done that to me. So I quite enjoyed the fact that he was went after them all and was like, I'm going to fucking kill you all. I really enjoyed that. Um, but the kills themselves, for me, it's just like, it's another saw. I've just seen that so many times. And I know that is saw, but I didn't know how they could do it differently. I think this one, yeah, the gore was... Still, well, it was just so gore, but I think the idea behind it was slightly different because was it more like themed? So, like, what they would put basically a cancer patient through his treatment, so yeah. like a bone marrow one, yeah. and like having to like remove parts of your own brain. Yeah, and I quite like he put thought into these traps, he definitely put thought into these traps this time, but yeah, it was was just saw it all over again, but with self trepanning this time, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, like. Uh, for me, it was so close to being a three out of five for me, but I ended up being bored by the end. And that, that's just because Saw's not really my franchise. Like some people absolutely love Saw and respect to them. Um, I kind of felt like Saw was like the first Saw was the best one and it kind of didn't need to be done over and over again. It's amazing that it's become such a huge franchise and it's really so many versions of movies. And yeah, people absolutely love Saw. So, you know, I get that it's a good movie. For me, just on a personal level... It's just not my cup. Like, I'm not really into horror for the gore as such. Um, I'm more into horror for a really cool storyline or a great slasher. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think Saw, for me, 
yeah, I, I, it ended up being a two, two out of five for me just because it, it had potential to be better because I really enjoyed the start. And I did enjoy the fact that you're right, like that it was themed and I don't think I realised that and that does impress me. But yeah, I just I just lost interest from personally. What I found was quite strange as well is like, I don't know if it was trying to use the actor more because mainly when you see Jigsaw, it's like he's on a screen, you just hear his voice, whatever. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of Tobin Bell, but I thought he kind of hovered a bit in this one. I don't know, he was just like kind of every now and again in the corner of some of yep. the games, I suppose you would call them. So when they're going through their like personal horror of putting out bits of their own brain, he's just kind of chilling in the corner watching it, which I thought was a bit strange. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was weird as such, like you said, like Saw is so related to Jigsaw, to kind of not see Jigsaw. Um and it to be all Tobin Bell, but like like you said as well, for an actor who's eighty two, actually it's really impressive that he's there, and I'm glad that he kind of got that movie. Do you know what I mean? Um, he is Jigsaw. You can't really have it without yeah Tobin Bell. You know, I think that's why the franchise suffered. Yeah, they killed him off. No, I agree. I agree with you on that. What um, would you? Why are they still working? It was a decent. It was a decent offering, and it was certainly better than some of the other. Yeah, Jigsaw movies Agreed. in the franchise, put it that way, all movies in the franchise. It was definitely better than some, but no as good as the original. I don't think you're going to get anything as good as the original. No, you're not. It was not. just so different. It thing. was, yeah, it completely was. Um, what would you give it out of five? I would say, being a bit more generous than you, I would say a three. Yep, fair three enough. Three No, that's fair, that's fair. Um, the next movie I saw, right, and... <laughs> Oh my god, this is this is a fun movie to talk about. Um it's called Hunt Club. Have you heard of it? I have not. Hunt Club. Yeah, so the main reason I was interested in it was it has the main lady is uh actor is, is Mina Savari, and I love Mina Savari, I think she's fantastic. Um and the movie is about um this kind of this woman who has an argument with her girlfriend um and decides to uh go away um with these two men that she meets um randomly on this kind of special hunting trip um because she's like oh i've not experienced it i've you know that'll be fun um the premise of the movie is really interesting and really good um the acting is awful um it's really cheap um so it's definitely a b horror movie type of thing um it has that very famous actor in um i can't remember the fucking guy's name he was a boxer he, he in real life um fuck he was in iron man 2 as the baddie do you know what i'm talking about uh, god um eh, mickey rock yeah that's it mickey rock's in it that's- and you know he's a huge he's a huge star as well. So I was really surprised because Mina Savari I consider quite a big um, name, and and Mickey Rock as well in Hollywood. But this film was so cheap um, and so in indie, but bad. Um, but the the premise, the story was a good story, but the fucking script was awful. Um, yeah, but overall, like she goes with these hunting, and the the twist basically is that. Um, these people, they hunt and kill women. So she becomes, you know, hunted along with other women. Um, 
And it's a bit of a women vengeance movie um, as well, which is actually quite fun and quite enjoyable at the end. Uh, but like, yeah, I felt it could have been really creepy. And I think it could have been really like quite scary and um, more effective. And I just thought some of the actor choices were just really like they couldn't act. I was just like, why? Why are they cast in this movie? Um, so, yeah, it was I wouldn't recommend I would if you want to be horror movie and you want a horror movie that's easy to watch that you're probably going to have a bit of a laugh at. Do you know what I mean? And a good time. Mm-hmm. Then watch it. But if you're like into horror, don't watch it for the fact that it's a horror movie. Um, it's a two out of five for me. But it's, it's like I said, it's, it's a B horror movie. And, it, and I know you personally, you love a bit of a B horror movie every now and then. This is true. I will watch bad horror movies just because they're bad. You might like um, this because it's bad. You might it might be up your street. I'm actually willing to check it out just because Mickey works in it. Like I don't mind that. Yeah. So, I yeah I don't mind if you can. It's like him or Danny Trejo. If they're in a movie, I will watch it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Danny Trejo is great. Yeah. I haven't seen Mickey Rock in a lot either. Like he's kind of been quite quiet. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. yeah, I think the last big thing that he was in was probably one of the Iron Man movies. The second one, was it not? I think it was, you know. Like, I haven't seen him in ages. Well, there you go. He came out of retirement just for that movie. What's the next movie you got for us, Laura? So, the next one that I watched uh, was The Sleep Experiment, and that was made in 2022, so very recent. Um, okay. And I've seen a creepypasta. Right, well, I've read a creepypasta. And I was, it's the same name, and I was looking at it going, hmm, can he possibly be the same story? It is. I'm 99% sure this is based on the creepypasta. So have you ever heard of the sleep experiment creepypasta? I haven't, so please tell me. So it was, in the story, it was a Russian laboratory, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they had like a bunch of prisoners, and they threw them in a room and piped in this special gas... Uh, that stopped them from sleeping and they basically just watched to see what would happen Fuck. when a human being was not allowed to sleep yep. and things got progressively weirder, progressively more disgusting, progressively more violent and then hallucinations started and people started talking to things that weren't there, started killing each other and then eventually decided to black out all the walls with blood and feces so that no one could see what was going on inside the room. So all the windows, all the cameras, everything was completely covered. Yeah. And the final like gut punch of it was when they broke into the room to see this one person left after he killed all the other prisoners. The entity or the person, whatever it was, begged for just a little more time because they'd almost made it through. Yeah. So this... Creepypasta was much more supernatural. The movie that I saw, it was still prisoners, but they had volunteered okay. yep. to be part of this sleep experiment. It was the same kind of story, the same kind of thing. Stick them on a room, uh, pipe in this gas, don't let them sleep and watch what happens. But what I really liked about this is that they explored the psyche of the prisoners a lot more okay. than they did in the, the creepypasta. Yeah. So they had more time to do it. And... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it for you too much because I do think you would. I don't know. I think you might quite enjoy trying to figure out what's actually happening or no. Yeah. But one of the main drivers of this is you trying to figure out if there's a link between two prisoners or not. Okay. And 
one of them is pushing at this link and pushing at this link and pushing at this link until he drives the other one nuts and that's what triggers most of the violence. Yeah. And that's when the blood starts flowing and the windows get blacked out and all the weird stuff starts to happen. So it was it was good and it took away from the supernatural side of it. So the story was more about the doctor, how he was pushing these people, what he was doing to them and seeing how far it would take for them to break. Yeah. So it was it was quite interesting. There it, were some gruesome parts, there were some gory parts. It was mostly the psychological aspect to it and I would say it is worth a watch, but it's not worth a rewatch. Yeah, it sounds it sound I love the premise. And the premise for me is like, yeah, that sounds really interesting and really cool. So yeah, it, I'm definitely going to watch the trailer and see what I think because, um, yeah, it sounds like an interesting watch, actually. This one, I would say probably two and a half out of five for this one. Okay. I would say. Okay. It, was, it, it wasn't a big budget movie. Yeah. Quite a small cast. Yeah. And the way it was set up, there was like a lot of it done in interviews, so it was a tiny bit found footagey. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was decent enough. I, I would say check it out. Okay. Cool. Um, the next one I got is an old... Well, it's not an old one. It was like, I don't know, 2016, 18, one of those years. Um, it's the British um, horror movie Ghost Stories. Have you seen that one, Laura? The, the title rings a bell, and I may have seen it at the time. So I it, cannot tell you anything about it. It's basically an anthology. It's like three horror stories in one movie. Um, the first one so like it starts off i love the way it starts off it's like this guy who's a paranormal investigator who proves that ghosts don't exist um he gets like a letter or something from a old um paranormal investigator who is like i solved every case but these three cases um i can't solve them and he tells him to go meet these three people and kind of um discuss it before he dies because he wants to know the kind of reasons for him and if he can solve them so the first one he goes to is the legendary comedian that i love paul whitehouse um who tells him about a story where he was working i don't know what they do they work like underground um and they fix pipes so they do something like that and there's only two workers and one kind of is on the comms and one is kind of doing the the labor as such and uh he Mm -hmm. kind of gets a few noises and things on his um walkie talkie that makes him think shit something's something's going on i need to go check it out um and as he goes checks it out kind of eerie stuff happens i I don't want to spoil it because it's quite a good if you've not seen it it's quite a good watch um and then the second story is about a boy who has been out and he's in trouble with his parents and he's coming home um and he runs over something um And he shits himself thinking, what have I run over? And again, I don't want to say because it's fucking brilliant. Um, and like the 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 way it's done as well is like you meet them after the event with the interviewer. So the the way he interviews them is like you see what state they're in, like what trauma they're in since what's happened's happened. Um, and the second character very much is in a very traumatic state. Um, and it's it's quite creepy um, and really well done. And it's like set in the woods at night. So it's it's kind of a perfect little spooky ghost story. And I wouldn't say it's a ghost story. Like that one 
has elements of, I would say, more demonic um, things. And then we get to the third story, which is about... Um, oh, the first story has the the legendary, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Martin um, Cleese, or whatever his name is, the Sherlock Holmes Watson. Um, and that one is a bit more ghosty from what I remember. And I can't, I can't actually remember the fucking storyline of that one, but it's the, the whole movie kind of connects to an ending of a, of a kind of traumatic event, um, that the paranormal investigator witnessed. Um, and they're kind of all unrelated. So you, you basically get four stories in one because the paranormal investigator story itself is a story. So you, it's an anthology and it's British, which I haven't really seen many British horror anthologies. Um, and for for a first watch, it's brilliant. Once you know it, it's kind of like, ah, uh, you know, this is cool, but I know the story now. But for a first watch, I would definitely give it a three out of five, and I would definitely say check it out if you haven't seen it. It's quite, it's quite a great watch. Yeah, so that I think I will go stories. I'm sure I've seen that sitting on Prime and just have not watched it. Probably, I'm you, sure I've seen it sitting on Prime. You may even have like for me, I was like, oh yeah, I don't think I've watched this, and then I started watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, I fucking have watched this like years ago. But it's a great movie. Um, yeah, what's your next one? So my next one was Dear David. Dear David, really yes. Dear David. So yeah. I've got Dear David saved on my watch list after you um, mentioned it to me. So go on, tell me about it. Right, okay, if it's on your watch list, then I'll let you be careful. I yeah, don't be careful. Don't, don't spoil it. Too much. So first um, of all, first of all, there's, I just want to establish, IMDb hasn't given this movie a good rating. So sometimes IMDb is quite bad with horror movies because they always rate horror movies quite low unless it's like the classics. So um, I, w- I want to hear your, your personal view on it. Okay. So I saw the trailer for Dear David and thought, mm, just looks like a classic haunting with a bit of a like, social media twist. Mm-hmm. Right. Eh, maybe it'll be worth a watch, maybe it won't. And then I saw what it was based on. So it was based on... Um, so the guy's name's Adam Ellis, but I've known him as Adam Tot, so he was like a webcomic Okay. Re- writer mm-hmm. um and he's quite active on instagram he's quite active on twitter and things like that and he does a lot of really good horror comics mm-hmm. so i thought if he's if he's lent his yeah he's lent his name with us if he's written this then it might be quite good and it actually was okay so i don't know if he actually did this or not but apparently it's based on a quote-unquote true story of what happened and I have never been big on Twitter and I couldn't be bothered to go and research it to find out if it was actually true or not. But it was based on a series of tweets uh, chronicling Adam's haunting. Uh, so he messed up. He pissed off a spirit and the spirit came after him. Mm. And he decided to share this with the world through Twitter. And it was the story of like David haunting him. Yeah. Um, him trying to unravel what David is, why David's after him, what's triggered it, what he can do to stop it. The way David messes with him by like sending the wrong messages to people and I stuff like, like that. I is, like it. It's quite good. The thing that I found really quite creepy about it was David himself just like sitting in the rocking chair beside Adam's bed at night was very eerie. David's story as well was quite good. Overall, it was a decent haunting story, and I think you should check it out. And you've sold Justin it. Long's in it as well. Justin Long's in it. So fucking get in. I'm gonna watch it. You've sold it. Like, that sounds right up my street, to be honest. 
Um, I, I think you'll like it. I watched the trailer and I, I thought, actually, the trailer looked good. And I thought, oh, this looks interesting. And, um, yeah, it's only because I saw IMDb and IMDb had, like, slated it that I was like, okay, people don't seem to like it. But then I also know that, you know, sometimes there's movies people don't like that I do like. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm definitely going to check it out, man. It was it was quite good. Um, it's one that I probably would watch again, and I'm saying it's 3.5 for me anyway. Nice. 3.5 out of 5. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out and I'll let you know. Um, all right, my and la- then you come back and go with shite. <laughs> my last one I've got is um, Catacombs. So okay. I know the movie, um, what is it, As Above, So Below, or So, be- so, so Above, uh, whatever As it's Above, called. So Below, that's an epic flick. Right? I fucking love that movie. I think it's one of the best found footage horror movies ever made. I think it doesn't get enough credit. I know it's got a bit of a cult following, but it's fu- it's fucking amazing. And the cat, the actual catacombs are fucking terrifying. Like the Paris catacombs, is a real is a real place, and it's a creepy fucking thing. Just for any listeners who don't know, and I I was telling people at work this recently because there's a lot of people at work that didn't know this, but um, in Paris they basically shipped like millions and millions of bones and skeletons, graveyards, like all the remains underground into tunnels and um in paris underneath so under paris Mm -hmm. is like the largest graveyard in the world um and it's just billions of bones like millions of whatever scattered all over the place so you'll walk through a tunnel and it's just all made from bones it's so fucking mad and crazy and um yeah the movie we were talking about is like the classic it's the best one and i highly recommend watching it but i always found the um catacombs of paris fascinating so any movie about it i'm I'm intrigued by um so i watched a movie that i didn't even know existed called catacombs and um the reason i wanted to watch it was one it was about uh the obviously the catacombs in paris and then also the actor in it oh if i can remember their name uh what is she in She's got... Uh, da, 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 hold on, I'm going to find out her name because you need to know her name. Um, no worries. She is fantastic. Uh, that's it, Shannon Sossaman. Um, she's she done One Miss Call. Um, she's done a few movies. Her biggest like famous movies were probably 40 Days and 40 Nights, which were more rom-coms, but she's done quite a few horrors, so she's actually a bit of a screen queen, but a lot of her movies are bombed in the horrors, like they're just not done well. Um and the premise of this movie was fucking wicked. Like, so she's come over from America to visit her sister in Paris. And, you know, they've gone, her sister's, she's obviously got anxiety and her sister's trying to like help her have a good time. And she takes her down to the, the catacombs in Paris with a bunch of French people. And they basically have this nightlife there where people club down in the, in the catacombs, which is quite, quite a, I, a, I can imagine probably a thing that actually happens. Um, and it's dance music and it's raving and everyone's dancing. Um, and then at some stage, I can't remember why she ends up going. They, Yeah, a couple of her group go to this like special area where they kind of talk about the history of it. And they talk about a person who apparently was a baby that lived down in the catacombs of Paris and was, and was kind of raised down there and um, kind of like goes around and, you know, eats rats, eats people, eats whatever it can find kind of turn into this kind of mythic type of beast or whatever. But it's like a a human. It's kind of like your um 
your hills have eyes type of person. Um, uh, gotcha. But but um, so it's, so it's a really good premise, and then they're stuck there. They're having they're having some fun in some other bit that had a bit of water, or whatever. And then she kind of gets annoyed and wants to go her own way, and does go her own way. Her sister runs after her, and then this thing appears. So the premise of it itself is really really good. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I think it's worth a watch if you're interested in that style of movie. Um, the things that just it's not timed well. So like movies now are so high budget and are so fucking, you know, well made, I would say. And for me, I like the classic movies from the 80s. I like a lot of movies from the 90s. And then the noughties to maybe 2010, 2015, I find is a really bad uh, movies just got really bad. The quality of movies, it was like everything was really simple. The scripts were really simple. Everything was really dumbed down. Everything was really obvious. Um, and the problem with this movie is just that, yeah, the script, the the writing of the actors isn't, isn't very good. So the storyline itself is great. There's some twists as well, which I found quite fun um, and enjoyed. Um, and and I actually really enjoyed the ending. I think the ending is actually quite good. Um, but there was just so many annoying kind of movie tropes. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it because, yeah, it's just poor characters Poor, poor kind of script work on the dialogue of the characters. Um, I think they could have done so much more with the premise. And when I think about the movie, it's like everything I think about, I actually really like about it. It was just delivered in such a poor way. Um, that That's probably a reason why it's kind of been a movie that no one really talks about and has kind of been lost in time. But I get that. if you like, I get that. if you love horror Sorry. like me and you're interested in like the, the catacombs of Paris or whatnot, I would still say check it out. I'm giving it a two out of five, but part of me wants to give it 2.5 out of five because it, 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 it is good. It's kind of good. Like it's worth a watch if that's your type of movie, but it's not found footage like the other one. And the found footage one is way more superior. Like as above, so below, I would give like a five out of five. Like I love that movie. Definitely. Definitely. That's one of the best movies I think I've seen in a long time. And I think that's the reason why we do have movies like The Catacombs, because as soon as there's a good script or a good story, everybody kind of piggybacks off of that. 100%. And I think that's what comes back to what you were saying. It's like trying to turn out a good story with inferior, well, inferior quality products in this case, um, or inferior actors. And it's just not the same. No. No. Wait, a Catacombs movie, you want it to be dark claustrophobic and you don't really want to see what's yeah. going on all that much you yeah. want your monster to kind of hide it you want it to be yeah. quite mysterious which means you have to have great actors and characters to carry the story otherwise it's going to be terrible and i think that's where as above so below went really right they had a great cast great characters great interactions this doesn't sound as if it lived up to that have you um did you study film at all, um, Laura? No, I did not, no. I'm really Never su- studied. I'm quite surprised that you didn't, because I think you've got quite a good critic's kind of eye on, on movies and the way they're filmed and written. I know I'm just a pernickety bitch, that's all. Um, no, nah, you're <laughs> I not, you're not. I just know what I like and what I don't like. But uh, listeners, Laura also does writing, so she writes things, but she just never puts it out there as far as I'm aware of. Oh, 
call me out. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, yes, I do, right? I just never, uh, never let anybody read it because, well, that means people know that I write and I would have to kill people that I write. So <laughs> let's, let's move on from that. So uh, I've got some movies on my list that I'm going to watch probably in the next week. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Okay. So I've got Thanksgiving. You know that one? Okay. Should have we not mentioned this before? We not spoke about this before that you were going to watch it. Thanksgiving was like uh, it's a horror movie, literally based about Thanksgiving, which hasn't really been done before. It was based on a trailer that was in one of the Planet Terror or other movies that Quentin Tarantino and the other guy did together. Um, they had a trailer. They had Machete in it, and they had Thanksgiving in it. And both Machete and Thanksgiving had now been made into movies. Machete is a great time. Um, Thanksgiving is a um, is a similar. It's a slasher based on Thanksgiving. So for me, I'm really excited to check this movie out. And a lot of people seem to. Um, it's got good feedback, so I'm hearing good things about it. So I'm quite excited to check that out. Uh, the next movie I got, Laura's already seen, and it's Five Nights at Freddy. I haven't seen it yet. I want to check it out because I love Five Nights at Fred- uh, Freddy's. Um, the kind of idea of the game and stuff, and I wanted to check out the movie, and I'm pretty sure it has the fucking stew from fucking Scream in it as well. Yeah, Matthew Lillard is in Five I Nights love that guy. Love that guy. But you were really disappointed in it. Um, I fell asleep in the cinema. Fucking hell, Not Laura. Because it was boring or because you were tired? <laughs> Because it couldn't hold my attention. I don't sleep, mate. You know I don't sleep. So it wasn't because I was tired. Wow. So are you you ever going to watch it again? Or was it that bad that you're just like, I'm not even going to give this movie another chance? (sighs) I was so disappointed in it that a big part of me wants to say, fuck the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I'll never want to see it again. I get that. But the geek in me is like, I suppose... Could watch it again just for the animatronics because that part was done quite well. Okay, yeah. Okay, what without spoiling it for me? What was it that you didn't like about it? I thought it tried to do the combine too much of the story and do too much of a lore dump or the one time it was there was no kind of slow burn about it. It was just like animatronics. Here you go. Everybody's trapped. Do it now. Oh, oh, look, there's the main villain. Fuck. It was too quick. Sure. It was. It was too. Like, like I said, too lore dumpy. Not my, not my idea of fun. When the whole point of Five Nights at Freddy's was eking out the lore bit by bit, and you had to work really, really hard to figure out exactly what was going on. Mm. And I don't think it mentioned the bite of '89 or whatever it was, or '87. I can't remember which year it was, but I don't think it really mentioned the bite of '87, '89 at all either. I'll, I'll let you know what I think when I check it out. I'm definitely checking it out this week. Um, the next one I've got is Infinity Pool. Have you heard of Infinity Pool? Again, I've seen it. Um, on like listed, but I've not watched it yet. Infinity Pool. So Infinity Pool is it's got the brilliant um Mia. What's her name? The lady who's in the fucking X and the other great fucking movie. I fucking love her. She's fantastic. Um, fucking hell, I'm gonna have to find out what her name is because it's really irritating me. I hate it when I can't remember names, but I'm so bad at names. Mia Goff. Mia Goff. The brilliant Mia Goffin. And um, it's basically about a couple that go away on holiday in, I don't know if it's the future, I think it is the future, um, in a certain country, and they find another couple, hang out and have fun, accidentally commit a crime, say accidentally, it's pretty much like, I know what you did last summer, they kill someone, 
with their car accident. Right. And then um, in this kind of futuristic place, uh, the way it works punishment-wise is you can obviously do time or whatever, or you can have a clone version made of yourself um, and they will execute the clone version. And I think you have to watch it or do it yourself. But it takes like a real dark twist. So it's a bit sci-fi as well as horror. I'm I'm still getting my head around the the idea of being forced to execute your own clone. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That just stuck in there for a second. I know. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. That's why it's quite an interesting premise. Dear David, I've obviously got as well. I'm looking forward to watching that after what you said. Um, and then I'm I might I might change my mind, but I've got. I was trying to be like, I quite like to be holiday based when I watch horror movies. And obviously we've had Valentine's Day this week. So I was going to watch um, Valentine, the old slasher from 2001 with David Baranez, Angel. Um, and like fucking uh, Denise Richards. I think Mia, uh, another late, like I haven't seen this slasher movie since I was a kid. I must have, how old was I? I would have been about fucking... 14 when that came out so I probably haven't seen it since I was 14 15 so quite I quite like going back to those movies because those movies are like really special to you um and Valentine was a movie that I thought back then as a kid was okay um but when I watch the trailer to it now I'm like oh my god this is giving me so much like nostalgia and scream nostalgia like I gotta watch it I gotta watch it it's definitely a movie that was spawned because of the success of scream um, so I'm going to check that out. It's a slasher, literally a slasher movie about a character who's kind of um, wearing a mask and is uh, telling people to be Valentine and then killing them. So simple, but mm. good slasher. And then obviously the other one I was thinking is My Bloody Valentine. I've seen the original My Bloody Valentine. I watched it last year. Personally, I don't find the original My Bloody Valentine very good. I think the premise is good. The story's good. I think it's very outdated. Um, I know it has a cult following and people will tell me I'm crazy, but it it just isn't that. It's just too old. It's, it's not done well. Like the classic Halloween still still kicks ass to this day, but that one doesn't for me. Whilst they remade it in 2009, um, they did My Bloody Valentine 3D and I never saw that. So you know what? I'm going to give it a go because uh, I've heard good. It's, it's very mixed. It's one of those movies that people either love or hate. Um, and it, I'm either going to love it because it gives me that nostalgia injection or I'm going to think, no, this is from that era of time where movies were too dumb and too simple um, and it doesn't work for me. Um, and then the last one I got, which I'm, I'm in an iron about again because it's been so slated, is Night Swim, which is a new one out. Have you heard of Night Swim? I have seen it uh, listed Night Swim, but it's one of those ones that I've just uh, scrolled on past. Yeah, it it not it didn't do well in the box office at all. And it's kind of, um, you know, most horror critics that I watch and kind of view their opinions have, have, have all said that it wasn't very good. It was just kind of a, the same horror movie as such. I'm not too sure on the premise of it. It's made by Blumhouse. And Blumhouse movies, you know, they, they have a similar feel to them as such. And some of them are mm-hmm. really good, some of them aren't. Um, but I think it's... it's to do with, I don't know if it's a retired fucking athlete, a tennis player, whatever, couple, family, move into a new house. They've got a swimming pool and something creepy or paranormal happens with the swimming pool. 
And like James, mm-hmm. James one has has got his name on this. Like, you know, Mister Conjuring, Mister Insidious, and it's done by the producers of Megan. Like, it, it's it's got a lot of good names attached to it, but people have just said that it's not very good. I guess. How do you make a swimming pool scary? Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what could be in the swimming pool. Like, unless the swimming pool grows teeth and just eats people, yeah. Um, there has to be something in it. Unless, maybe it's a Christine situation yeah. where, like, the pool filter comes to life. I don't know. Maybe it fucks, it, like, um, contaminates people and then people start acting differently. I don't know. Maybe I'd, oh, I really could be don't like know. a zombie kind of thing in the pools, like some weird virus is growing in the pool, and then it makes people into zombies or murderers or all that shit. Maybe I, maybe. I think it's a good movie to go in blind. I think sometimes when you know too much about a movie, um, you know, it, it doesn't really work. And like, whenever I whenever I watch critics and reviews and stuff, I always regret it because they always put a premise in my head. Like if they say it's shit, I'm going in with the thought that this is going to be a bad movie. But really, I might not. I might like it. So I'm trying, trying to do that less because you know I, I shouldn't be influenced by other people's opinions. I should fucking have mine. Oh, you can listen to other people's opinions. You just don't have to take them. I, so I, you're I, allowed to, to say that everyone who thinks it's shit is wrong because you think it's good. You're allowed to say that. It's your opinion. No, I agree. But I think I should listen to their opinions after I've watched the movie instead of like watching what they think of it before because then it it sets a premise in my mind that. You know, oh, it's going to be a bad movie because they've said it's a bad movie. Nah, fair enough, I get that. Um, okay, I think I'll add Night Swim to the list just because I want to know how you make a swimming pool evil. Yeah, because I have to know. How <laughs> me, that me too. Me too. Um, It'll be interesting. So there's one that I've scrolled past a couple of times and I've not watched it yet, and I think it's on Netflix and it's called. I don't know if it's the deep house or just deep house, and it looks like there's a house at the bottom of a lake and there's scuba divers involved, and it looks quite creepy. Um, but I've not actually watched it yet, but that's something I might look into as deep house. That's that's one I've seen as well, like, same as you. I've gone through it and seen it and thought, mm, it could be a good watch, it might not be a good watch, and I haven't quite hit on it yet, but it could be worth seeing. That's <laughs> when I was considering watching... There's not really many that have grabbed my interest. I'm patiently, patiently waiting for Blood and Honey 2 to come out. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's me too. That's going to be my next one. we got to try and watch that together. Yeah. Like, we got to do it together. Have you seen the trailer yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. I, I don't right. want to. I don't want to spoil it. I just want to go in. You know what I mean? I just want to go in with it. Because I know the first one. I like the first one. I just want to go in with the second one. We're like two of the only people in the world that like love that first movie. But, you know, that first movie was a good time, man. It was brilliant. Um, but this is going to end up being like the Blood and Honey podcast eventually, but no, it was brilliant. <laughs> and I defy anybody who says it wasn't good. And I just can't wait for them to bring in Tigger. Yeah, man. Because I want Tigger carnage. Everyone loves Tigger. Like, Tigger is the best character from Winnie the Pooh. And, like, I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh fan, which sounds really childish, but I love Winnie the Pooh because of the mental health suggestions and everything it has involved in it and the the kind of nice childhood stories. And I actually really enjoyed the Christopher Robin whatever movie that was made recently. Um but this putting Pooh yeah, putting Pooh in a horror, fucking perfect. The the thing is as well, they've added Tigger, right? They can they still gotta add add fucking um the owl, fucking the kangaroo. 
um, and fucking Eeyore. Was Eeyore in the first one? Who was the first one? The first one was Winnie, Piglet. Was Eeyore in the, fir- the first one as well? So it was... Pooh and Piglet, they were the right, two survivors. There was also Rabbit, Owl and Eeyore. And oh. Rabbit, Owl and Eeyore got eaten. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, you're right, you're so, right. Yes. So they We s- didn't have Tanga no. who go for or Tigger. So we can still add those fuckers. I mean Tigger's coming, but Kanga Kanga would be kick ass for a third one. They've got to do a trilogy. Kangaroos are quite vicious and they can kick the shit out of people and break people's ribs. So you could have a kangaroo kicking someone's head off. I I would take that. Dude, today I literally learnt that there's a massive problem in Australia of kangaroos drowning dogs. Yes, they drag... Well, they don't drag them in. They, like, kind of hang about round water and then when the dog goes to look at the kangaroo, the kangaroo's like, I'm having you and then just drowns the dog. Fucking mad. That's mad. Yes. Fucking mad. Evil. Vicious buggers, man. Vicious buggers, those kangaroos. Yes, the third one needs to happen, man. They need to fucking do, put kangaroo, put Rue in it, man. Fucking make it happen. Take my money! Oh, when, when will Rue become public domain, though? We might need to wait a while for that. Oh, really? So I'm not sure when Rue becomes public domain. Could be right, mate. Could be right. All right. Um, this has been our new fucking awesome name. Which Laura came up with accidentally. Hey, get your, get your horror on. Get your horror on. Um, and we'll be back next week uh, for some more fucking horror reviews. Everyone have a fucking good week.